It's the Bomber Brothers Podcast with Ryan and Sean Chichester. Swung on and driven to deep left. Toward the line, she is gone. Aaron Judge lined one right down the line. Swung on and lined to right center field. It is a base hit. Grounding third, scoring kind of from left off. And the Yankees win the ball game with two in the bottom of the ninth. Hit in the air to left center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a grand slam. Oh, a Stantonian home run. Talking all things Yankees baseball. Hey, everybody. We're back. The Bomber Brothers podcast. Sean and Ryan Chichester with you, as always, recapping another series. This one started out pretty terribly, and the Yankees were able to salvage one game. And luckily, the Blue Jays also lost yesterday as we record on Monday. So the Yankees gained another game on them, which, Sean, I'm certainly grateful for because I just was not... I did not have the energy. I was not in the mood to come on this podcast today and have to talk about the Yankees dangerously approaching red alert in the division because the Blue Jays had gained three games on them in as many days with a series against the Blue Jays looming next week. So thankfully, the Yankees gave themselves some more breathing room because I would much rather talk about how amazing Aaron Judge is than talk about you know how close are we to a potential collapse which we've already gone through with the Rays and the Yankees took care of them. And then the Blue Jays started catching fire as the Yankees stumbled in Milwaukee earlier in this series. But all is well as we record here today. Two more home runs for Judge. He is knocking on the door of history. We are approaching, you know, get to the stadium every night territory to see, uh, try to see history. And it, it, it's going to be, uh, as long as the Yankees win at a decent enough pace to keep a cozy lead in first place. It's going to be a lot of fun at the ballpark in in the coming weeks. Hell yeah. And um, I think a big thing to go with judge is the return of Rizzo. He looked right back to form uh, hitting a dinger yesterday. And that's, that's some real protection now for, for judge. You can't just play the matchup with, um, you know, all righty relievers because you have Rizzo lurking there, Um, you know, and, and that's that, to me is huge. And that showed up in the way the offense was able to perform uh, on Sunday. Obviously early in the series, it was very frustrating. The first game was horrible. Um, I think I have a lot more concerns about the rotation now than when we last spoke specifically with Montas and Cole. Uh, And, and a lot of questions about the bullpen that we didn't necessarily foresee. Um, But you take a step back and you're just like, Aaron Judge is just a man on a mission, and he is two away from 61, which is incredible. Two away from 61 after two more on Sunday. And not just that, he's just so locked in at the play, batting nearly 500 over, what is it, his last five or six games to the point where he is pulled to within two points of the American League batting title, which would mean the Triple Crown, which no Yankee has won since 1956 that was mickey mantle no player at all has won it since i think miguel cabrera in 2012 so it's it's been a it's been a solid decade since uh a player has done what judge is trying to do in terms of the triple crown it's been even longer than that over two decades since anyone has done what judge is doing in in the home run department so it's it's incredible what he's doing it's must-see TV, which we've definitely arrived at. I think his last at-bat yesterday, you saw MLB Network tweeting out, oh, judges do up fifth in the ninth inning. 
if he gets up, tune in and we'll have the at bat live. And I had never been so happy to see an Aaron Hicks single in my life than I was yesterday when Hicks pulled that single down the line to ensure judge was going to come up. And then there was a, a brief second of excitement. He smoked the ball, but it one hopped off the wall for just a, a ho-hum double. And he is, he could not be more locked in right now. So happy to see Rizzo back to hopefully help judge see some more pitches and, and get, get this record on this upcoming homestand, which will, you know, he'll be stepping up to the plate in the Bronx every night from Tuesday to Sunday. It's, it's definitely going to be exciting. It's the reality is setting in that, you know, this is, this is going to happen and, and judge is going to, is going to do something that no Yankee has been able to do since, since Maris in, in 61. I mean, no American league player has, you have Maris at 61 and Ruth at 60. I saw a, a good graphic when he got, I think it was when he was at 58, even you said, you know, you're having a good year when all the other guys around you are in black and white and on the list of, <laughs> of American league single season home runs. Um, so pretty, pretty incredible stuff. And I'm, I mean, you're going to have to be standing up every at bat for judge now at the stadium. It's going to be, do not go to the restroom. Do not go to the concessions. You have to be locked in. Uh, I think Cole said it, the bleachers are going to be going wild. Um, you know, let's make sure Zach Hample doesn't get 60, 61 or 62. Oh, please. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked for it. Uh, I think Rizzo back is huge. Torres swinging the bat better is also huge. Donaldson had a, a good series this weekend. I want to see Stanton get going. Uh, Oswaldo had had a, a good day yesterday. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see where we go from here. But I mean, we're seeing something historic, so just enjoy it. Like we have to talk about the negative, but just enjoy what you're seeing with Judge. And and the negative is the other side of the the ball, more or less. And I mean, Ryan, Yankees are probably going to win the division and get, you know, the home field in the first round. Who who are you starting in game one? How do you not start Nestor Cortez? Other other than just ego of the contract that you signed this guy to with Cole, how do you not start Nestor in game one? Yeah, you just you just answered the question. It it has to be Nestor in game one. He is by far the Yankees' most consistent starter. He is by far the Yankees' best starter when it comes to keeping the ball in the park, which is crucial in, in playoff games. We talked about this last week. Garrett Cole is giving up home runs at such an alarming rate. Can you imagine if Aaron judge faced Garrett Cole for an entire season? He, he might He'd be at 70 right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the way Cole's given up home runs Now he gives up a three run shot to Colton Wong in the, in the first inning yesterday with what just looked like a get me over slider after two walks in the inning. I, I get Colton Wong is you know certainly not Willie Adamas or even a Christian Yelich, but he's still a major league hitter. You just, you can't, you can't just get over a slider like that to a major league hitter and a lefty for that matter. I just, where, where is Garrett Cole's resiliency? I feel like we've seen this so much this season where Cole you know, maybe gives up a frustrating hit or gives up a walk. And with a couple pitches later, there's a ball in the seats and it's for two or three runs. We saw this yesterday. He gives up two walks. He walks Hunter Renfro with two outs and then two runners are on and you can almost see it coming. Slams the rosin bag down behind the mound. He's clearly mad at himself and then just hangs a juicy ass slider that gets crushed into right field and the Yankees are down three nothing within a second. Luckily, Judge and the offense bailed him out. But this is just 
this is just more evidence that the Yankees need Nestor Cortez in, in game one. They need him to be guaranteed to pitch two games in a series if necessary. And my confidence in Cole is relatively non-existent. And again, not because I think Cole will go into a playoff series and get absolutely shelled for six runs over three innings and have to bring in Clark Schmidt for mop-up duty. It's because Garrett Cole at any point during a game could serve up a three-run home run. It's almost obligatory at this point with how many home runs he gives up. It's almost like there has to be one per start. And if that happens in a playoff game and there's men on base and the Yankees are going up against you know, Justin Verlander or Alec Manoa, Luis Castillo, any one of these playoff bona fide aces, all it takes is one of those swings and, and the game could be over. So it has to be Nestor. It's not going to be Nestor because of all the reasons you said, the contract, Cole being considered the ace since he signed that contract. But it's I just want there to at least be a discussion about it. Is there a possibility that the best rotation for the postseason is Nestor, Sevi, Cole, and Herman? I don't think that's completely ridiculous to say. Herman's been better than Tyone or Montas. I mean, I mean at, at this point, Herman has to be in over Montas. Yeah, yeah they can I mean, they can give him his phantom IL stint, or if there is actually something wrong, which which there very well could be. I mean, he did have shoulder inflammation yeah. with the A's before the trade, so the, there very well could be some lingering effects to that. And the velocity was down a little bit on a uh, on Saturday, but you know, regardless, the Yankees are up against the clock. Montas is up against the clock. There's not enough time left in the regular season to inspire confidence in me that. He should be in the playoff rotation. So I think it's I think it's those four. I think it's Nestor, Cole, Sevi, and Herman. And I think you said I think you said Sevi in front of Cole, but I also think that's also going yeah. up against the clock with Severino. He's supposed to be back Wednesday. We'll see how he looks when he gets back. It's a shame that he's missed this much time because of how great he looked earlier in the season. I mean, he looks like your bona fide game two starter for sure earlier in the season but uh, let's face it <laughs> Garrett Cole is not pitching in game two and he's certainly not pitching in game three yeah I mean I, I know that's not realistic but I'm just saying if you if you were to just look at the stats and and whatnot I think that's probably what you would roll with at this point and it, it's it's for the reasons like we've talked about where like you just said Cole really he can't avoid like I think there's been a lot of starts where we said IKF made an error and then Cole gave up a home run or this happened and Cole, you know, Cole said when he came over, pressure pressure is a privilege. And I believe that's true. But yesterday, the Miami Dolphins head coach, after a crazy comeback, said that adversity is an opportunity. And uh, if we're going to stick with the cliches, I think that's true. When you face adversity in a game, especially when you're competing in team sports, that's an opportunity to have a great moment. And and Cole has yet to seize those this season. Um, every time there's a little bit of trouble, whether it's Billy Crystal taking too long to throw out the first pitch, IKF making an error at short, or a couple of walks, there's a gopher ball coming soon after that. Yeah, and, and let's be fair to Cole. This isn't how it always was. You know, this at least to me seems like it's uh, relative it's only worse, to this yeah. season. But we've seen Cole in the 2020 ALDS run into a little early trouble in game five, and the Rays bench was jawing at him, trying to get in his head. He gets a big strikeout to end that inning and lets out a primal roar towards the Rays bench and pitches a brilliant game. So we've we've seen Cole bear down and get big outs and 
pitch dominantly, but that just hasn't been for a while. This is this is what it's looked like almost all season, like you said, from literally from Jump Street with with Billy Crystal uh, taking too long in Cole's eyes to throw out the first pitch on opening day, and before you know it, Red Sox were having a home run derby against him again. So I don't I don't know what well. I should I shouldn't say I don't know what they do because I'm pretty sure I do know what they're going to do. I am just not sure that it's the right move. I would feel much more confident with Nestor on the mound. And like like you said, the rotation is in a much shakier position than I feel like it was not too long ago when the pitching was actually fine. It was just the offense that was struggling so badly during the Yankees poor stretch. But you've got arms in this rotation and Cole, Montas, and Tyone, who can't keep the ball in the park. And it's those home runs that will kill you in a playoff series and will get you eliminated. So they are certainly going to have some tough decisions to make. They are going to need to be confident in whatever they see from Severino for the next two and a half weeks, which is only going to, you know, only going to amount to three starts or so. And, uh, and we'll see what happens, but we'll, uh, Guess we'll just have to see how Severino performs. But in the here and now, Nestor Cortez is, is my game one starter. 100% agree. Um, and I, I'm a big Sevy fan. I'm a big Sevy believer. I'm excited to see him come back. I think he's going to shove his last three starts. I'm calling that right now. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I know we're not we even talking Seve. about the next series, but I'm taking the belt for Sevy next this this little two-gamer <laughs> against the Pirates. 